0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
1: Slow down in the sound, what's your secret? I'm lost in a daydream, can't find meaning. For the longest night I want it back Cause I'm a sucker for you Yeah, I'm a sucker for you Yeah Cause I'm a sucker for you And yeah. I'm not gonna be the last Some say patience died with the new age And I'm so millennial.
0: By calm, hi Carl, hi Greg, how are you guys doing this week? Hi Nicole,
2: hi Nicole. They're from there. they're out of the UK. I don't know how they found us, but they did.
0: Neither do I. But they were one of the first ones to actually submit music to be featured on this podcast, which is awesome because it kind of seems like we've made it at that point.
2: Yeah, we're kind of like um, you know we're we're over the palm, over the pond.
3: I, I am <laughs> really, really, really excited about this band, and I think that you know this is kind of. When when you sent this to me and and said basically hey these folks found us and um, they would like to be featured in the podcast I was elated because this is so on brand for the podcast the way we the way we conceived it right I mean our core right. is that we find we want right. to turn people on to music that they might not have otherwise heard and um, you know I it's been so long since. I actually discovered a band or discovered an album that just delighted me, like this thing's doing. So cool. I'm really excited that they wanted to be a part.
2: And I think today, uh, the 26th, is the, they're releasing their. Is it, a full, is, it a, is it a full album, Nicole?
3: No, it's just
0: two singles. So okay. um, I, I don't know if they're going to call it an EP or whatnot, but they just officially re- released two songs, um, which we will feature later on in the show, which I'm very, I mean, just like Greg said, I'm very excited to be able to feature them. They're just, they're just different. And like you were saying before we even started um, talking, Carl, like they're just retro. There's something different about them.
2: Well, they're you know they're retro, but they're authentic. They sound like, you know, and in, in a good way, you know, um, like like they're from the late '80s, you know, like they sound, but r- authentically from then, and then, but 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 not like in a rip-off way or, or in a derivative way, more like in an inspired by way. Yeah, which I think I, is a very a very discerning distinction. I think
3: uh, the, the first thing I heard was I was just really taken with the with the vocal with the lead vocal. I mean, it 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 sounds to me as if um, had adam who i believe is the lead singer had he been born 25 years ago probably be a very rich man right now i think that uh, his uh his tone and his phrasing and so his, what do you uh, tell him
2: he's so he's because he, cause he's like well, how do you know he's not he's not 75 years old right uh,
3: now? <laughs> he may in fact be it was actually hard for me to do research on the band i went out and googled it and uh, i've been kind of a, a lightly obsessed by it since you sent it uh and uh, yeah we'll have we'll have have a uh, fan in me i can tell you i mean i think i think his vocal wear and and the production is just impeccable you know i mean that's that's
2: what's cool about today too what i love about today you know back in my day i had to go into the studio all the time you know we had to like um it was expensive, it was hard, and or else everything sounded like those lousy demos, you know? But these guys, behind the stand, are doing this stuff in their basement or in Adam's bedroom or something, and uh, it sounds great. It's, yeah. It sounds like radio ready stuff.
3: I mean, they have all the outboard stuff, all the effects, everything is completely 100% authentic, and and that that, that combined with, you know, the figures that are being played and how they're being played, I mean, the very kind of the chord structures, everything. But for me, it's his vocal. I, I think the vocal is just absolutely stellar. So kudos to Calm.
2: So what is um? So what what's been going on this week? What are we doing? How's Nashville opened opening up?
3: Well, um, at just today, um, I think that uh, everybody's gonna wake uh, Monday morning to discover that things are gonna start shutting back down because. There, in fact, after the two week, um, is a spike after the two week uh, protest of uh, why can't we have everything like normal? I think they, I think they've experienced a pretty big spike, and I think um,
2: really in in Nashville proper, because I know in down
3: south In Tennessee,
0: yeah, it's uh, Nashville proper, and actually the Nashville Metro Board of Health has been meeting tonight in a. I guess a session that was not necessarily on the books to see if they're going to mandate masks being worn in public as like an order for them. So that's been something that's making its way around the news I, too to see what they actually. I, come I up heard with. a
2: funny, a funny meme or a thing. These guys were talking, and one guy, one guy, like a real conservative, like you know, he's going, "Hey man, if you got to be six feet away, why wear a mask? Or if you wear a mask, why do you got to be six feet away? And if you got a mask and be six feet away, why a lockdown?" So the guy goes to. Him, well, it's kind of like saying, well, if you got airbags, why use the seatbelt? Well, if you got a seatbelt, why use the airbag? And if you got an airbag and a seatbelt, you, you know, on. You know why, why do you need the brakes? You know, it's you like, know I,
3: I've tried so hard not to be cynical about the whole thing. But, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I basically stopped listening um, because I can't endure the, um, the proof that my fellow Americans are as idiotic as looks like the majority of them are. So I, I'm kind of, I'm, kinda, I'm, I I'm out. A mix. I think it's a mix,
2: a mix of like ignorance and, 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 and partially audacity. You know, they, you know no one, it's like, they think they're
3: audacity they're, and privilege and right. all these weird things, you know, But I was, I
2: was able to get a haircut today. The first day so magical that's cool. thinking
3: I got, I got a haircut yesterday.
0: I got a haircut in color two weeks ago. <laughs> Magical,
3: isn't it funny that that you know that's our go-to, you know? And it's like I wasn't going to go, but my yeah. wife was like, "Yeah, yeah you're gonna you, you're doing all these Zoom meetings. You're gonna go get a haircut."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
3: it's like I, you know that these are these Zoom meetings are not high definition. Nobody's going to be able to see
2: it's my funny
3: appearance, right?
2: So. so let's talk about. So, what, is there anything interesting we can talk about? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I, I think our hair is. We could talk about in keeping with. You know the ninety four twenty mandate. We could talk about air bands.
2: Well, getting back to that question I, I I I brought up before, what is the difference in your opinion, Greg, between some a band that's derivative, or a band that's um, just inspired by? Can you give me and you can give me an example? You think?
3: Um, I don't know that I can give you an example. I mean, I think that um, you know I like a lot of uh, throwback music and, and retro music, and if you consider. That that music is being made in homage to those records that were made 20, 30, 40 years ago. It, it really isn't even a consideration to me. You know, it's done, done
2: well. Out,
3: there's a there's a guy out there named But I, I do tend to focus on the vocals you know, because I think that's the most difficult thing to get. You know, I love bubblegum from the 60s. I love garage bands from the 60s. And if you go back and you listen to a couple hundred records that were made in the mid 60s from legit garage bands. The differentiating factor between the bands that are doing garage sound stuff today and those old records is the lead vocal. There's so much personality and so much um, attitude in those lead vocals. So there's a guy, um, maybe some people have heard of him. There's a guy named, pokey lafarge that's out there have you ever heard him
2: (laughs) no
0: (laughs) no but that is a great name
3: pokey if you go back and is is have
2: a a brother named gumby (laughs) if you go
3: back and listen to this guy's vocal i mean this guy is an absolute time capsule i mean it's extraordinary and of course you know they enhance uh the way it's being recorded you know and use analog approaches and all that stuff
2: but yeah. The, the fact of the, the matter is, that this
3: guy sounds like he was. You know, st- it sounds like he's straight out of nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirty, 1930, nineteen thirty five. That's going too back for me. Inflection, uh, his inflection, uh, his his styling, it's just extraordinary. So I love this stuff. So you know, I don't. I don't even really consider whether or not something's derivative. Uh, if it's derivative in homage to the music that was made in that time period i'm good you know i mean right? okay you know i mean i of course i like going back and listening to old rockabilly records but i also like new rockabilly bands that are playing those figures and 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 they're writing in that style you know um
2: i have one of my stories that i always have to have it it's kind of not related but kind of is it's about a 60s garage band actually and it's about being in a garage you know you know anyway or a gas station probably in the in the late 80s i was going to a gig in the city i was driving my car because i was living on long island at the time and i was in my car and i had my amp and my guitar in the back seat i stopped to get gas in in queens at this gas station guy comes out starts pumping my gas and goes looks in the back seat he goes hey you you musician he goes what are you in a band and i said oh yeah i'm going to a gig in the city he goes why he goes i used to be in a band the guy goes i go oh really i said um what was your band? He goes, I forget his name too. He goes, it was The Left Bank. I go, The Left Bank. Walk Away Renee? This guy this guy co-wrote Walk Away Renee and he was pumping gas and I go, that, to me, that's a classic, iconic song. How are you, yep. what are you doing here? Like in the gas station, he goes, "Because how do you think I bought the gas station?" <laughs> <laughs> like he was like one of those classic one-hit '60s wonders. And to me, that's an iconic song. I love that song.
3: Yeah, and you know, I mean, if, if you buy into the idea that you know, regardless of the genre, records, recordings are just little pieces of time that are documented. So, you know, you can, I mean, you can time travel. I mean, we talked about that in the very first podcast when we played your stuff. I mean, that record was made, what, 20 years ago?
2: I think it's the closest thing. I think music is the closest thing to a time machine. I think sometimes you close your eyes, play certain songs, and and you're there. You know, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Music is a time machine, and then, you know, the closest thing to music is YouTube. Because it is a time machine, too.
0: Mm-hmm. What? What are you talking about? Well, I think that's... YouTube
3: a- is an absolute time machine. Sorry, Nicole.
0: I was going to say, I think that's a good segue into maybe talking about that after we listen to another com song. We'll hear Something's Changing by Calm. We'll see you guys on the other side. And we're back so greg I, I apologize for interrupting you but you no, were saying no, no.
3: I, I think i interrupted you but i was i was trying to explain to carl that i thought the ultimate embodiment of a time machine is actually youtube because you can go onto youtube and of the millions of hours a day that are uploaded to that video channel you can stream hundreds of Videos that are in the time frame that you'd like to stay in, you know, you know, you know me, Carl. I mean, I, I probably don't watch many videos that were made p- post 1978. You know,
2: no, but well, yeah. I, I, and occasionally, I like when I stumble, but I, I, I can't spend too much time doing that. You know, I get sometimes going back. It's sometimes songs aren't as good as you remember them. That's another thing <laughs> too, right? There's sometimes they're like. I, what song did I listened to a while back? I, and totally, I I loved it. I totally I loved get the that. Song. I totally I played, get that, and, and that's the same record. thing with television, going,
1: right?
2: Oh, that happened just the other day. I'm, I'm on, I'm on, um, what's call it? Amazon Prime, nothing to watch. I Google around. I see Green Acres. I go, oh wow, I haven't seen that in forever, right? So I, so I watched the first episode of Green Acres. Right? It was horrible.
3: You man. have that experience all. I, I have that experience all the time. Uh, the idea is like, you know, when when DVDs first came out, you know, and they started, you know, pumping all these box sets into the into the marketplace. I mean, I was like, oh, this is so cool because this was prior to the over the top channels where you could find a lot of obscure stuff. So I remember buying the um, Gilligan's Island box set when it came out. And, you know, after a couple discs, I was like, I'll tell you how something. did we watch this?
2: I love the monkeys when I back when I was a kid. That doesn't hold up. You know what holds up? The Parchets Family. That show holds yeah, up. That's a really cool show. I love that. Show. I can watch that still now with little daddy. It's so stupid. The songs. That show were anyway.
3: Yeah. Uh, this is this what we're
2: talking about now? The Partridge family and
0: Partridge God. family, the Brady Bunch, all of that fun stuff. No, those
3: were good. The guys again, the guys in Calm are gonna be very unimpressed that we're, you know, uh featuring their music in this podcast, and we've talked about Pokey Lafarge and the Partridge family and Gilligan Island. You know? You're gonna to have to
2: spell that before we so we can put the link in there. I not know Pokey Lafarge.
3: Yeah. Is
0: it L A F A R G E?
3: I believe so.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, I would have been a spelling person if I had. He's actually a handsome him.
3: young man, too. He looks. How old like is he? he? Not only, not only does he sound like he comes out of another era, he looks like he comes out of another era. He's, he's, he's a phenomenon, you know. And I, I, and I have no him. association or affiliation with this, this dude. Uh, he looks I just, like he looks think-
0: like my brother-in-law. <laughs> I just googled him, and I literally was like, "Oh my god, that looks like Derek." Well, uh,
3: because we haven't uh, made the necessary arrangements, you know, all the music that you hear here on ninety four twenty is uh, fully licensed, and uh, we have the uh, we've been given the grant of authorization to perform it. But uh, maybe I'll get on the telephone, and we'll see if we can't feature some pokey in the uh, in the coming episodes. It's um, oh. Really good stuff. There you go. <laughs> Hope you would appreciate that, that one too. He so, would. Be,
0: he would be interesting. He he looks yep.
2: interesting. Just so his character. So would then you, I guess like so the so it's summer now. So basically, um, is it time for the question of the week? It is. It is. Okay, what is the question?
0: <laughs> so this week, we asked artists to, well, artists and business owners, because we are opening up to people within the music industry, but what are their summer plans now that things are starting to open up? Um,
2: before they close right <laughs> back down. No, right. again. Exactly. Right <laughs> which
0: I did do a little research <laughs> Um, For those
2: two weeks that it's open. For the two weeks
0: that it was open. (laughs) I did do some research, though, and apparently the Metro Council did vote for mandatory masks, but in place of that, they will not be regressing back to a different phase. So we'll stay at phase three, um, but I guess masks are going to be mandatory for the
2: foreseeable future.
3: So the bars are going to remain open and people are just going to have to stick straws underneath their masks. That's That's what what you a, a bunch yeah.
2: of drunk morons with masks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. let's hear what this guy, t- so we had one guy, Anthony from uh- Undiscovered Nashville. He
0: is a blogger who features artists who are playing around town. Um, so he was very gracious enough to answer this question for us.
3: Yeah, I really like that group. They, they do a lot of
4: cool work.
2: Let's hear what he has he Tony had the to same. This is Tony
4: from undiscovered Nashville. Summer is usually a really busy time for us. However, this summer we're off to a slow start with CMA Fest being canceled. Um, and live music slowly starting to starting back up. It's, it's a tough time for all of us. We're trying to see as much live music and promote as much on our Instagram page as we can, which hit 2,000 followers, and we're thankful for all the support you've given us on that. We've got some interviews scheduled and some artist features coming to the website soon, so keep checking back and keep following us and have a great summer.
0: Yeah, so what's interesting about Tony is he a lot of his work comes from being able to go out and actually see the artists perform live. He won't ever interview an artist on his blog that he has actually not seen live because he understands the difference between what they sound like sometimes in studio and how they sound when they're not in studio. Um, So for him, he had said that it has been difficult and you heard it a little bit in in his answer, but I've talked to him a little bit more, but just not being able to go out and actually physically hear these people and having to hear them while they live stream is also completely different and has made him had to change how he has like his expectations and qualifications a little bit.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, it's, it's interesting, undiscovered Nashville. So, You know, we kind of struggled a little bit this week um, to come up with some talking points. And this whole it occurs to me that this whole concept of discovering new bands or bands being discovered, you know, it's kind of an interesting topic, at least to me. I mean there there are a lot of different people out there in the world. There are people that identify as loving music, uh, and then there are freaks like us that we get. (laughs) excited and passionate and involved about the discovery, you know, the, the discovery process. So, you know, it's interesting to me that virtually everybody out there is undiscovered. You know, I mean, you've got since the digital disruption, I mean, you've got literally hundreds of thousands of people out here doing this, making music, trying to make careers for themselves. And, the tiniest percentage of those people have actually quotes been discovered uh, and have been exposed to a big audience. So, uh, yeah, it's, but it's but interesting what, to me. I mean, what does like,
2: discovered even mean? That, so that yeah,
3: exactly. So is calm undiscovered in the U.S.? I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I don't not, know. For all, but, I,
2: for all I know, they're like yeah, they're usually, any, they might be the biggest thing in. in I the, have anything in the to, UK
3: if I have anything to say about it, you know, I'm going to be turning people on. And it's like, yeah,
2: I think I'd like, you know, again, if they hear this, I think I'd like to contact them and see if maybe we can help them somehow here in the States if they'd like it, you know, and maybe we could work something up. Because, yeah, I think they're really kind of cool. Well,
3: and you know? it speaks to the idea that we wanted this podcast to be kind of a discovery tool for music that you might not have heard. And
2: is that it, what also this is?
3: <laughs> to, it also speaks to the concept of, you know, uh, for the listeners that we do have, you know, share, 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 because fact of the matter is that a lot of people discover a lot of great music by word of mouth. And, you know, that's still been digitized. Still, so, right. so now that's sharing, you know, so if if this cool band from the UK, uh, if they have aspirations to come over here, uh, it's going to be good that they have a lot of word of mouth. And, you know, their um, their work is in a lot of news feeds uh, prior to them making the trip over. You know,
2: I mean, you underestimate, you know, people today underestimate word of mouth.
0: Do you think social media could be the downfall for that? Because I- yeah, you
2: know, social media is like anything else. It has some really good parts about it. I think the problem with social media to me, my main thing is, is everything is so right in your face that nothing is special anymore it's no big deal. So nothing excites you, you know? So, oh yeah, another song. Oh, another great artist. Everyone's flipping through. I hate that. You know, it's like discarding, discarding, discarding the Tinder mentality, swipe left, swipe, you know, There's just too much now where people are, I don't know.
3: I'll tell you, I'll tell you where it's really cool. Um, so because we've kind of been talking in and out of this concept of, you know kind of throwback sounds and you know genres and that kind of thing so one of my favorite acts in the world from uh the 90s was a band called uh danny wilson they actually had
2: mary's prayer yeah they actually
3: had a hit over here called mary's prayer i
2: I love that song. yeah
3: they made um three or four genius records in the 90s and So one day, I mean, and it had been many years, probably 10 or 15 years since they were making records for, I I believe they were on Virgin. It was kind of at the same time as social networks were blowing up. And so I would basically, you know, the people that were in that band, I would get online and see if I could find them inside social networks. And I can't tell you the number of people that I really admire Uh, in the music space that the real folks are out there and on social media and they will engage you uh, like a next door neighbor. And this guy happened to be the, the the lead person uh, in Danny Wilson happened to be on social networks and he responded to a, a private message that I sent. And next thing I know we, uh, we were having coffee in Los Angeles and you know, he and his wife and, and me, and I got to, you know, be a fanboy for a couple hours. And,
2: and then after you met him, you go, what a smug. No, 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 <laughs> man. He's a
3: lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely dude. But so I think that that's really powerful actually, you know, and I had another kind of epiphany about it too. It's like, you know, when I was loving these records, when they were being made, you know, I continued to listen. Uh, and, you know, I found out pretty quickly that when you when you get to know these people that made these records, this records that you've heard a thousand times. I mean, they probably heard that record twenty times. You know, because they made it and they were right in the middle of it, and they moved to the next thing. You know, and they don't typically listen to their records for twenty or thirty years. But, by the by the way, um, Gary Clark is the guy I'm talking about from. Uh, from Danny Wilson, and he's on Facebook, and he's a real person, and he's a musical genius. So get him up.
2: Well, there was like this one great thing on SNL where where William Shatner was at like uh, was speaking in front of like a Trekkie convention, and one guy goes to him, "Hey, Mister Shatner, remember back like in your first uh, episode sixteen five, and you're on Cl- the Klingon guy. Now was your shirt red? And like, <laughs> the guy goes." I don't know. Get a life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, I, I guess you know, I guess people have to put up with that stuff, you know, the fandom and whatnot. I remember one time, this had been many years ago, but uh I was a big Joe Jackson fan and I, I actually, love Joe
2: Jackson. I man.
3: actually ended up uh being really close friends with a guy that did a couple world tours with him, an amazing drummer. His name's Gary Burke. Uh got a Gary theme going on, but um So I remember I was in New York one time and and uh, Gary said, um, hey, um, we if we're going to be down in Soho, we should probably stop in this pub. I think Joe's going to be over there. And I was like, oh, wow, that that would be really cool. I'd like to meet him. And he's like, yeah, well, and we'll have the opportunity. So we show up at the club and and Joe's sitting in the back. I just, you know, I kind of, I guess I kind of did one of those things on him. You know, I wanted to talk about the music and I wanted to, you yeah. know, I wanted him to know that I thought he was um, terrific. And I remember at one point I said, you know, the other theme of this show is maybe throwback and kind of, uh, you know, kind of revisiting some stuff that you might've put put out there 10, 15 years ago uh, right. because it's iconic for people. And I said to him, I said, uh, Joe, did you ever think, um, did you ever think about maybe revisiting some of those early records and rearranging or re-recording or anything like that? I thought it was an honest question. And he looked at me and he said, that would be like necrophilia, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> I have, I have, I have, a, I have a, a, a great Joe Jackson story. Uh, I never met him, but I, I saw him I saw him perform at this club in Long Island years ago. And he was doing a live, two-digital... Recording, right? And it wasn't going to be mixed. He was going to record live, mixed live, and that was going to be the record. So he comes out, right? And he says, Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know we're recording tonight's show. So if you do me a favor, don't applaud when you know the song or anything wait till the end give it a few seconds you know he makes this whole big spiel you know so i really appreciate you don't applaud you know so okay so here we go so we start that he starts with is she really going out with him right yeah. so you hear boom boom and all of a sudden you hear yeah and, applauding and, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he just stops and he goes what the fuck did I tell you, <laughs> You idiots! Just shut up. I'm trying to do something here. You yelled at everybody. It was, it was great. What did I just tell you, you stupid morons? <laughs>
3: and, and and you might have just uh, given us um a very rare expletive here on 9420. And I think mm-hmm. I think we should keep it in.
2: All right, well, I'll, you know, maybe I'll keep it in. It out. we'll see. In. But
3: uh, I saw uh, I saw uh, Ray Charles one time and it was so disappointing because we sat super close to the stage and he bitched out the band the entire night throughout (laughs) every damn verse every damn you know he would stop in the middle of a verse to yell at a horn player or to to you know to yell at the drummer for dragging it was insane
2: we're going off on tangents here let's hear what abigail had to say
4: I am actually deciding to stay home. I, um, I have an EP coming out this early fall, and I've decided to continue to social distance and just work from home for now. I don't really want to risk anything with myself or with others, and I just don't think it's quite worth it yet to start playing live shows or to go out with friends. But I do have a new puppy named Walter, which really does help me a lot when I need to take a break from working and just relax.
2: Who is Abigail? Abigail's an artist, correct? Abigail
0: is an artist, um, and we've featured her on our New Nashville Now playlist a couple times.
2: And Kyle Murphy. Do we know Kyle?
0: No, Kyle is someone who actually started following us on social media, um, and him and I had a bit of a conversation about what he was getting into this summer, so I thought it would be fun to just feature him.
2: Let's hear what Kyle has to say, okay?
4: How's it going, everybody? My name is Kyle Murphy. I'm a country singer-songwriter from Moriarty, New Mexico. As you guys know, the summer's been pretty rough on everybody, not just the musicians, but I know we've all got that itch to get back out there and do something fun, so hopefully now that everything's getting opened up a little bit more here and there, we'll get to do that a little bit more often. I've been able to luckily get a couple of gigs here and there just to keep my music going, keep the, the live feeling going. I've been in the studio doing a lot of work, and my producer and me have been working on this song called A Million Love Songs, and I'm very proud to say that it'll come out on July 3rd. It'll be my debut song. I've got a couple of other songs in the works that'll be set to release after that shortly. And hopefully, when everything opens up, we'll we'll get out there and we'll promote that a little bit more. We'll get to get to enjoy being on the stage again. Like I said, and hopefully that gets a little bit sooner than again later. You know, because right now it makes you appreciate the the moments that you did have being able to get up there since we're not able to do it as much. And thank you guys for having me on here. It's been great being able to share my experiences throughout the summer and hopefully you guys have a good one. God bless. So yeah,
2: that was Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's basically doing the same thing. You know, everyone's just like kind of hunkering down or just trying to, wait for daylight you know
0: or i mean from what kyle said as well uh, he kind of just is appreciating when he was able to go out and do like uh, i think that's what a lot of artists are kind of realizing right now is just how good they had it before all of this happened with the live performances and being booked out and whatnot so i think that's something that people are starting to reflect upon
2: so um let's, let's play one last tune from uh From Calm, okay? Yeah, I
0: would say, uh, let's play their latest single there, Uh, Is There Anybody Alive Out There? last song is there anybody alive out there um it's been fun talking to you guys tonight I've missed it it's kind of a little bit of later in the week than we normally would talk
3: yep <laughs> 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 Thank you Nicole I mean you know Carl would never say this has been fun it has been fun yep yeah, there you go see no that, that I think this is fun and I think um we're going to you know what are we going to do this summer we're going to continue to do this and hope that um, it finds a little audience
0: yeah and Brent, I, i'm excited to be able to bring just new artists that excite us each and every single week so that people can just hear some new music that they haven't been exposed to yet
3: you know i think it's 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 really really important that um you know we were talking about i don't know if it's going to get cut out or not but we were talking about Basically gratitude, you know, the idea that the last couple of years might have been tough for you if you're creative uh, and you might have gotten tired and disgruntled schlepping equipment in and out of um, clubs and not having a place to park and, you know, like, you know, finding 15 bucks at, in the tip jar at the end of the night. But, you know, that's all part of the experience. And um, maybe that that's do not going to happen do you.
2: How do you know that? Because you know what? I look back on, on my years of gigging bands and stuff and you know different degrees, levels of success. But I loved every second of that. There you go. I loved that's, that's it, I loved the th- you know, you know, we, we did a gig. Let's point. say we gigged at at ten o'clock at night was our gig, our forty-five minute set. That that gig started at three p.m. 3 p.m. We met at the studio, packed the truck, you know, put the stuff, drove into the city or drove to the gig, set up, sound check. Then those four hours, five hours, just waiting around to do, you know, to get on stage, ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. You go and do it. And then like, and then we'd play. So we were like the third of of five bands so we got to wait for the other two bands so we got to wait another three hours till we, till we can get our equipment again and then we load out and don't get home till four in the morning but i love every aspect of that lugging my amp and loving my guitar and
3: once things open up maybe we can um book a little mini tour for you and we'll do this uh, all right come I, I on come on
0: uh but i think i think this is a good stopping point um so for everyone who is listening like always we will have links to all of the things that we talked about in the show notes for you guys to access along with links to the band so that you can get to know them in case you do want to go listen to some of their music
2: if you want to submit your music just go to 9420 the number 94 and the word 20.com and there's submit your music form right there you know let us hear what you got to, you yeah.
3: yeah thanks again to um the guys in calm um it was an exciting thing to be um, turned on to what they're doing, and um, I'm going to be a fan. So,
0: And make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any of these episodes. Until next time, we'll
2: talk to you guys later. Bye. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh,
3: oh. Good night. Good day.
2: <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody.
3: See ya.